I think this dude is going to show us in training camp that he is poised to be a big-time player, not only in this offense, but in the NFL. Everybody high-fiving each other. Oh, man, Snoop Dogg was awesome. Took pictures with anybody who asked, man. <laughs> if no. you have something that works, I agree. don't adjust it. Really. You don't change grandma's apple pie recipe. Right. <laughs> you want that. I like to add you some cranberries in there. No. No. No one asked for cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. Training camp is upon us. Almost. Almost. It's pretty much here. It's pretty much here. Well, the rookies are here, so it has started for them. That's right. And the quarterbacks and injured vets. Yep. Uh, and there's some other guys, too. I saw Yanda walking around. I saw Tucker here. So they're, they're, they're coming in. Yeah. Uh, but it's a really exciting time, and, and we have a lot to talk about. Uh, obviously, got Garrett here, and we also have Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> my, What's up? my favorite guy, Clifton. Uh, and he's going to, we're all going to break down training camp and give you a training camp preview. Uh, some of the, the players to watch, battles to watch, some training camp stories, stuff like that. But before we get into that, we put out a call for audio submissions mm-hmm. and we got some good ones. Thousands. Thousands oh, of tens questions. Of thousands. Tens of thousands of questions rolled in. Yep. Well, I actually just got out of a meeting with IT because I was asking for them to increase the storage space in our email. There were so many questions. Um, people want those training camp passes. People do want them. And uh, we're going to do, you know, we said we were going to give away one set, but we got two good questions here that I think are worthy. Here. Two for. We're going to give away two. Let's start with nice. this question. From Andrew Vogel. Ryan and Garrett, this is Andrew Vogel. I'm a devout lounge podcast listener as a diehard Ravens fan stuck in North Carolina uh, at Fort Bragg, the center of the Army universe. And I just have to ask, since you've been wanting audio submission questions, I'm going to take leave this fall and come see a bunch of Ravens games, but I got to know which, in your opinion, which game should I come see in order to see a big Ravens win? Well, that's a big <laughs> question, Andrew. Um, gosh, I miss doing that. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, well, you just did it. Well, but I, this year, you know, after I listened to this question, I was like tinkering around with some new ones too. I think this year I'm going to get weird. I'm going to get real weird on the big call. See, that's where you go wrong. That's, no, we're gonna answer. We're gonna answer answer Andrew's question in, in a minute. But this is where it's like you you, you tinker. You over you overthink it. You, you tinker. You gotta keep and then, it fresh. No, if no. you have something that works, I agree. Don't adjust it. Really, you don't change grandma's apple pie recipe. Right. <laughs> you want that? I like to add some cranberries in there. No, 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 no one asked for the cranberries. One <laughs> <laughs> to pie. We'll exactly. See. We'll see. So if you're if you were to come up for one game. You know, what would it be? I, I would probably say Cardinals, the the home opener. That'd be uh, your one. Okay. What about what about that Patriots game? I mean, Patriots. It's well, the, he's asking for a definite big win. I know that's gonna be questionable. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot tougher to come by. I'm yeah. saying Cardinals is definite, but I, I feel better about the Ravens' chances against Arizona than I do New England. Mm-hmm. The New England game is gonna be awesome. Yeah, I mean, that would be a great game to come to. But if you're coming and you say I I want to definitely see a Ravens win, I think your chances are probably best with Arizona, and it's the season opener. So season there's a opener, lot of excitement. Yeah, around. season openers always. Well, I like when you open the season week one at yeah, home. The Ravens true. obviously week opening two, the yeah. season uh, on the road in Miami this week or this year. 
But the home opener is just an awesome atmosphere. The entire city gets into it. There's so much energy like in the stadium and around. I'll tell you what. That Cleveland game on September yes. 29th is going to be a fun game, too, at M&T Bank. Yes. That I, would, I would point to that only mm. because there's been so much talk about them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I like the way the Ravens' schedule sets up early. And if they can get that game, mm-hmm. I can't see them having anything but a good or great September. Yeah. Uh, they could possibly be 4-0. Ooh. That means a win on the road in Kansas City. Possibly. possibly. <laughs> I mean, nah. Sure, possibly, definitely right. possibly. But, that's going to be tricky. But even if they lose that game. They almost won it last year. Yep, coming back and then beating the Browns, that loss to me yep. doesn't hurt. Yep, yep. Whereas, obviously, losing that game, and after all the talk about we've here in Cleveland, 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 all summer, yeah. then you lose to them at home. That's a downer. Well, I think if you go, if you're getting ready to go to Pittsburgh on October 6th, and you're going into that game with a three and one record in September, you beat Miami, Arizona, and either KC or Cleveland, you're feeling pretty good. Yes, wow, that's a pretty tr- tough stretch there. When you go weeks uh, three, oh. KC, Cleveland, Steelers, yeah, then Cincinnati. Now Cincinnati is home. Cincinnati's not expected to be quite as good this year, but, but that's always a solid team. Yeah, man. they're always dangerous. Good. And then at Seattle, Whew. yeah, yeah, three two through seven is a tough, <laughs> tough stretch there. Um, but the other part of that too, not to get you know too far down the line of of predicting the entire season schedule here, uh, but if you hand the Browns a loss there, I think that they're a team since there's so much hype and so much optimism around them that if they take a couple of early losses they're not necessarily going to know how to rebound from that and then get back on track to be a team that wins a bunch of games so if you you, it's like a that's a twofer right there you get the win and then you can knock them back how about that sports illustrator writer connor Orr, who predicted a five and eleven record for the ravens Jeez, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. That's terrible. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Just terrible reasoning. The whole thing, just bad. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Nice to put the top of the bulletin board right now. Exactly. The Ravens are getting some good bulletin material. Defensive regression, 5-11 prediction. Of Mm -hmm. course, all the stuff about Lamar. Some good bulletin board material this year. All right, so before we get into training camp, uh, this will be a nice segue into that. This is the second audio question that we got. This is from Christian Cotto. Here's a question from Christian. Hey, Ryan and Garrett. Uh, love the show. Been a listener for a few years now. Um, I, I don't have any beers for you. Sorry to say. I'm only 18. But um, I have been keeping my eye on some undrafted rookies. Guys like, uh, I think, Antoine Wesley and um, Sean Motzer. Uh My question for you is, uh, you know, if I can get a training camp pass, I would love to see the undrafted rookies. And my question is... Uh, who are undrafted rookies that you are keeping your eye on, and who do you predict, if there is one or two, that will make the team uh, on offense or defense? Uh, once again, love the show. Um, hope to win the uh, little contest you guys are doing. So no beer. You know, we also ask, we, we try to kind of grease the wheels a little bit and say, if you got some beer that you want to send us, yeah, go ahead. But when you're 18 years old, I'm not advocating for that. So I appreciate it, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> um, His dad can't get him some beer. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, so what do you guys think? Who is an undrafted rookie that could end up, you know, being on the team? Obviously, he's excited about Antoine Wesley and Sean Modser. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they drew some buzz during the offseason. What do you think? If I had to point to one person and uh, with the best odds, I'd probably point to Gerald Willis still, just because they could use a little bit more depth on the defensive line. They were clearly trying to sign Gerald McCoy, didn't happen. So they they were figuring we could add a body here. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
And so to me, Willis makes sense, especially given Michael Pierce's situation right now. Mm-hmm. He could even be, <laughs> yeah. be needed even more. Not that I think that's going to be a long-term problem, but it's not good. Yeah. We're going to see at the beginning of training camp. Um, but and, and, you know, of course, all the other stuff about Gerald Willis that he's a top, you know, three rounds or four rounds, mid-round talent who, you know, didn't get drafted for a variety of kind of off-the-field reasons. I think if he can, you know, fly this, stay the straight and narrow and, and perform well out there, then he can make the team. I mean, I agree. I would agree. Willis would be the guy that I would point yep. to. I know that Modster and Wesley attracted some attention during the offseason program, and there was some buzz about him. Cliff, you know, was writing about him, trying to blow him up. Um, <laughs> That's what I do. No, I just, you know, <laughs> um, but I... Like, I got to see more from these guys to really feel like, oh, that's the undrafted rookie. Because the receiver group, while there's not a ton of top-end proven guys at this point outside of Willie Sneed and, and Chris Moore, there's a ton of players there. I don't... There's young draft picks there. there. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you'd have to have an undrafted guy beat out a Jordan Lastly and or Jaleel Scott, who are fourth and fifth round picks last year. And, or a Seth Roberts, who's a veteran who is... You signed who's immediately signed. after he got cut. You scooped him up. So I just think that it's a steeper climb for those guys to make the team than a Jared Willis. Yeah, I would agree. All right. So with all that said, uh, thanks for the questions. Keep them coming. Yes. As always at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. But we want to jump into our full-blown training camp preview because I know a lot of people are excited, judging by how they scooped up those tickets to the practices. People are jacked up about this training camp. And and there's a lot of good storylines in this training camp. So let's start right there with, who are you most excited to see? If you have to pick one player you're most excited to see during training camp, who is it? Me, it'd be Marquise Brown. I mean, mm-hmm. he was such a dynamic player in college. I think he could be so important to this offense. Yep. I just want to see how everything translates to the NFL level, his size, his speed, um, and how much of an impact can he have. It's like Lamar Jackson last year, when you heard other players talk about how fast he was, that, to me, was an indication that, okay, this guy is not the norm, that he's something special. I'd love to hear those same conf- comments about Marquise, you know, how fast he is, how quickly he changes direction. You see it on tape, but he wasn't going against the guys he'll be going against, particularly with the Ravens' corners. He's going to be tested, really, from start to finish during training camp, which I think is good for him, but that's a guy I really want to see. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, he's the shiny new toy that we haven't seen yet. Well, that's that's the other thing, too. Like, everyone else, for the most part, you've seen, either from last year and then all the rookies you saw that's during the offseason program. So, Marquise is the one you haven't seen, and he's the first-round pick. So, I think he's the easy one. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I'm really excited to see Earl Thomas. Like, we saw what he could do during the offseason workouts, but I think training camp, he was not playing a ton during those OTAs. Like, he was, he had worked his way back from the leg injury, I'm just eager to see how he looks and with that group. Um, Communication-wise, is he making plays? Like, the Ravens got him, I think, because they expected him to be a playmaker on the back end of that defense. I hope to see some picks yeah. during training camp. So, I'm fired up to see him. I'm excited for Jermaine Illuminor. I'm just joking. Um, uh, you know what? Um, dang, Jermaine. This guy can't get any love. <laughs> Sorry, Jermaine. That's, uh, I was just going for the – I was, like, trying to think, like, what would be the, the most the offensive line. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. I can't wait to see those. The, the center. You, you Matt Skura grinding it out. You know You know what's funny? I almost did say offensive line because you know that I've been saying – That is not all, exciting. You know, I've been saying all along that I'm I'm a little bit nervous about that group. Um, there wasn't much done. So, I almost went that direction. But yeah. it's yeah. the word's exciting. I agree. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yes. Not ex- you know who I'm excited about seeing in training camp? 
Mark Andrews. Because I think Mark Andrews was a dog <laughs> during OTAs and minicamp, and I look forward to more dogging in training camp. I think this dude is going to show us in training camp that he is poised to be a big-time player, not only in this offense, but in the NFL uh, who, and on my fantasy team. Do you expect him to be the leading receiver as the tight end? More ahead of Hayden Hurst. I mean, I think yes. Hayden Hurst is going to have a better year this year. Yes, but I expect that Mark Andrews will end up with more catches for more yards and more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I do. And think about, you know, now we're talking about Mark. I've heard that comment before, being one of the better tight ends, an emerging tight end in this league. Imagine if that happens when you look at the Ravens draft from last year. Whew, I know. It just keeps getting better. Lamar, I mean, Orlando, Mark. I mean, think about it. Kenny Young takes a starting spot or right. a big spot, at least an inside linebacker. Right. I mean, of all of Ozzy's drafts, his final one could rank with, you know, among his best if these guys hit their ceiling. It, I, I, I'm not going to put it up against 96 yet. But, no. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I am. Hayden Hurst is interesting that I'm kind of excited to see I, him. I am too. Because, that's, a, that's a good one. Because – we didn't see the full Hayden Hurst. We didn't get the full Hayden Hurst no. experience last yep. year. But at this time last year in training camp, remember everybody was buzzing about he this did, guy, yep. and he looked great. I he actually during those practices against the Rams, he was like one of the best offensive players. If you remember yep. during those practices against the Rams, and everyone was like, "This guy's going to be a stud." He was like strutting, ball spinning, all. Oh yeah, he was stuff. talking trash like <laughs> keep to leave and guys like that. Yeah, I mean, he, he, it was good. Um, and I am he got very excited for Hayden. Right. So, like, as much as I agree with you on Mark, that if I was if I was handicapping it right now, it certainly seems like he's the guy who's going to lead the way with receiving and tight end, but. Hayden Hurst is motivated to prove that he is better than he was last year, Got and time. we'll get a chance to see that. Oh, absolutely. All right, best battles. Which position battles are you most intrigued by? Just, well, here, how many are there? There's not many. Okay. Left guard, inside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Opposite Judon. Yep. I would say there's competition on the D-line for who's going to get the share there. I don't think the starter matters all that much because they just rotate so many people on the defensive line. But Brent Urban's gone. He was a 16-game starter, yeah, I want to yeah. say, last year. He was. So between Wormley, Sealer, and Henry, how, what's that rotation look like? Who is, has, that, is this your answer? D-line? No, I'm okay. just outlining. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'm most intrigued by the outside linebackers. I, I think that... You know, between Tim Williams and Tyus Bowser, which one of those third-year players is, is going to emerge and become the player that we all thought they could be when they were second- and third-round picks? Uh, then you, uh, of course, have Shane Ray and Pernell McPhee, two intriguing veterans. You know my love for Pernell. Yeah. Uh, and and I was very impressed by what I saw from with Shane Ray or from Shane Ray in OTAs. I think if he can stay healthy and the wrist looks like it's good – he could be a, a big-time impact player for this team, get back into that 8-10 to 10 sack range that he's certainly capable of. Um, but right now, it's anybody's game right there. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, it's up in the air as to who kind of claims that that primary spot and, and who fits what Jalen's what niche. Oh, and Jalen Ferguson. Why do we keep forgetting it? And Jalen Ferguson, right. You have a very intriguing third-round pick uh, that – you know, is the leading sack guy in college football history. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so I'm very intrigued to see if he can step up to the plate and be a big player as a rookie. Yeah, I, I have to go with that position as well. I mean, you consider left guard obviously a legit competition for a starting spot, which is important. But that's my, probably the most most important one 
Because that's like the most full-time right. starter. Right. Whoever and, wins and it's that. also probably the most wide open a little bit right now. I would yeah. agree with that yeah. too. Right. Whoever wins that like, is going to play, gonna play all the time. Second, and the guy who loses that watching. is not going to play. Right. 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 It's so, not a rotation. No, it's not a rotation. Yeah. But I just think the outside linebacker, because of the pass rush and the importance of it, is the one I'm most excited about. And how yeah. many guys are in the competition to do that. And if the Ravens can't generate – a pass rush from the other side opposite Juden, then I think that could be a major problem. It's certainly going to be something that Wink Martindale is going to have to deal with. Now, we're hearing talk, deservedly so, that Wink Martindale quickly is now regarded as one of the best defensive coordinators in the game. The best. Right. According to Michael Lombardi. Exactly. But by, to me, almost anyone you talk to would say he's among the best. For sure. But still, how will he be able to juggle things if he's not getting a consistent pass rush on quarterback. That's so important. The Ravens, we know they can cover. Usually their history is they always stop the run. But their history has also been that most seasons they can get pressure on the quarterback. And if you can't get pressure on the quarterback, no matter how well you cover, to me your defense takes a hit. So they have so many guys at outside linebacker who have the potential to step up Yet it's so important that at least one or two of them do step up. And there's question marks about all of them. Mm-hmm. There's things you can look at and say, you know, you look at a Shane Ray, what he did his first couple of seasons, you're like, oh, yeah, he definitely has the potential. But then you look at the last couple of seasons in Denver when he was hurt, yep. he wasn't the same guy. Yeah, for sure. Pernell, you know, is he going to be the same Pernell that where you saw, you know, when he was here before? Or, you know, is father time starting to catch up with him? Yep. So that's the place where I feel – I'm most excited to see a couple of guys step up. Quick side note on that. I kind of feel like the Ravens think that they can scheme pressure. I, I feel like they feel that, of course, you want great pass rushers. Who right. doesn't? But I, I think that they feel like you're going to get a bunch of sacks from defensive backs this year, things like that. Like They can scheme pressure to, I think, mask some of the losses maybe that they've had in, in talent. Well, you, you've brought up Wink Martindale. Right. Wink's the guy that blitzes. Like, right. he's exactly. going to blitz. And right. so like, they're going to get pressure. Like, uh, yeah, I th- I think the secondary is going to give you a good enough give the Ravens a good chance to to get pressure on quarterbacks. Just the secondary will by making quarterbacks hold the ball. If they can combine w- winning one on one battles with yes. their pass rushers, now all of a sudden you have a really good defense, yes. right? Like I think they're going to be able to get pressure just by scheme and because of the DBs making quarterbacks hold it. If those guys can win up front, now dangerous. Yeah, I think that's the key, Ryan, because if you can win one on one then the quarterback doesn't always know where the pressure is going to come from. When you, the more you have to scheme, yep. yeah, you I face mean, a guy a with Phillip, like Phillip Rivers, yep. you know, Mahomes, Brady, Roethlisberger, those type of guys, when you take chances, they, can they are more capable of burning you. That's definitely So, true. yeah, it, definitely it's still true. important to, to get it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. So going back to the position battle, did you guys forget about receiver? Like, I know. I was going to say that. Yeah, everybody's favorite position yeah, battle. Yeah, like that's the one that – we know that Willie Sneed's going to be a starter. Mm-hmm. But he's really a slot guy. I mean, that's where he's going to make his money. That's where he makes his living. So who's the other starting receiver? I mean, I think if the Ravens are going to go out there and play a game today, it'd be Chris Moore. Chris Moore, I think, is definitely an outside starting wide receiver. All right. Okay, so if you have two starting receivers at the start of the, going into week one, do you think that would be Chris Moore and Hollywood Brown? Or Chris Moore, Willie Sneed? Willie Sneed and top, Hollywood Brown? Your top three, I think, are Chris Moore, Hollywood Brown, and Willie Sneed. And Hollywood and Willie can be interchangeable in the slot. I'm curious to see if the Ravens feel like Hollywood. They see enough from Hollywood Brown over the course of training camp 
and the preseason to feel like they can go into the start of the season and he's the he's a clear starter. Like he is the hope there is that he's your best receiver. That's yeah. what you, that you draft a guy in the first round and yeah. he's the first receiver off the board. The hope is that he's the best receiver on the team. Yep. And so like that's the competition that you're wanting to see is that this guy can go out there and prove that he yeah. is He's Hollywood, baby. Who who goes out there when it's too wide? Well, that's, that was, that's what I was asking. Exactly. I think I would think it would probably be Willie Sneed and Hollywood. Interesting. That, that if if all things go according to plan. Yeah, I really don't know. And I think another component of this is Mark Andrews can definitely split out wide. Yeah, and Hayden Hurst. And Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Both those guys can be used as kind of like wide receivers. Let's not forget Bobby Ingram, the former wide receivers coach, is now the Ravens tight ends coach. Yeah. So I mean, you could be in a situation where you've got three tight ends on the field: Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst, and one or one receiver. Totally, and and then Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown as an example. And then once the defense comes out of that huddle, thinking, "What do we do here?" This is it seems on the surface like a definite run, but it certainly might not be. Yeah, yeah, see a lot of that. I think. Yep. In this offense, absolutely. All right, so who, uh, if you're IDing one player, who has the most at stake during training camp, like? Who, it could go one way or the other. They could be off the 53, a surprising off the 53, or or whatever. They could earn a starting job. I'll say Alex Lewis, uh, someone who was a starting left guard here for a couple of years. He's going into a contract season, um, has dealt with injuries, but when he's been on the field, has been pretty good, but he hasn't been able to stay on the field. He could be the starting left guard. Like He's shown yep. before over the course of his, his career that he can be good enough to be in the starting lineup, but... He also hasn't been able to stay on the field, and if he loses that he's job, coming off an injury, right he's coming now. off an injury. He hasn't practiced at all during OTAs and minicamp, right? And he's he, behind eight ball a little bit. Yeah. So does he win that? He's going to be up against uh, James Hurst and Illuminor, Ben Powers for that yep. starting left guard job. If he loses that, is he on the team for sure? When we did our right. fifty three, I think both of us had him off. I can't remember. Which we which, had a lot of people off that should have been <laughs> pretty shoddy fifty three. <laughs> but I think I, I think that was when you look at the offensive line and like a guy like a Greg Sonat who, yeah, who could potentially totally. earn his spot. Totally. That would take maybe if they a like Sonat's upside and say Alex he hasn't been able to stay healthy and you, we think Sonat's going to grow. Yeah, he could take a spot for right. sure. So that's who, my guy. That's a good pick. Uh, I might go with Tim Williams. Uh, another good pick. I might, I, yeah. I, now I got to really think. I got to stop, <laughs> stop talking so I can think about my answer. Here. Yeah, uh, for the obvious reasons. I mean, he he has not been the guy yet. The Ravens thought production wise as a, as a sack artist that they were going to get, and there's a lot of people wanting to step up, filling that spot. This is a year where to me he has to show, you know, that he's on the rise. Um, yep. If he does, I think that yeah, there's every reason to think that okay, this is the year that he turns it around and. In a year or two, there have been a lot of pass rushers who didn't start off like gangbusters but got to that level. Exactly. And but part of it by opportunity. I mean, opportunity. he was playing behind Suggs and Zedarius. Like, Absolutely. But, but now he's got the opportunity, and you got to show that you're ready. God deliver. He should have a step up on a guy like, say, Jalen Ferguson, just from sheer experience, knowing the system. For sure. Yeah, there's there's no reason why this year shouldn't be the year that Tim Williams is a breakout player. And if he's not, then you have to wonder, okay, when they look at the other options they have, at that position, when you're putting together a whole 53-man roster, does he fit in anymore? Yeah, I mean, Tyus Bowser could be in the very same boat. Same. It's story. the same same story. Same yeah. story for both. Remove name, really. insert new name. Right. They get, they're <laughs> going to get their chance. Yeah. You're a young, talented player. You got to step up and seize the opportunity. Uh, all right, I got mine. Mine. <laughs> I had to stall there for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> we figured that out. Just man. repeating what you said. We figured uh-huh. that out. Um, so my pick is Kenneth Dixon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Good. here's a guy who I've always liked as a player. I mean, he runs hard, great 
Just body control, balance, power. A great blend of a lot of things. He's elusive. Yeah, I, I just really like him as a player. He, he's had his off-the-field problems that have set him back. He's had injury issues. Last year, he had some fumbling issues, particularly even in the playoffs. That ain't good. Uh, so now you, you, he looks at a situation where Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill are seemingly locks. That's three. And are they going to keep a fourth? If they do keep a fourth, could it be Tyler Irvin because of his special teams? He might be the leading punt return candidate right now. Uh, he has the most experience. So Kenneth Dixon is right on that verge. I like him as a player. I think he's talented, but he's got a lot at stake. He could very well end up off the 53 if he doesn't perform well. Totally agree. I mean, it, it, a lot of high ceiling potential, but yep. going into his third year, right? Uh, fourth? Fourth. Fourth. At some point, there's there's potential, and then there's missed opportunity, and you got to yeah. live up to your potential. And he was part of that big time, that, that big fourth, fourth, fourth round, round with Tavon Young, Young Alex Lewis, Alex Lewis, Ken yeah. Dixon, Chris Moore. Yeah, Am I miss anybody. Uh, maybe I can't remember who the last one. Willie Henry, Willie Henry, nice job. Wow. Um, but yeah, this is this is make or break time for him. Yep, absolutely. So a lot of things to be excited for uh, during training camp. We hope we see. A lot of you uh, listeners out here mm-hmm. at practice, and if you if you do come out, make sure you give us a little holler. Yeah, we like we like to come say hi and chat with you for a little bit. That's always fun. Just don't confuse Mink and I. I've been called Ryan Mink before, and it's always an insult. <laughs> so I'm sure you are a fan. <laughs> got him. Got him. Garrett's got the five head right now. I got a haircut that is not good. I've got the five head, and Mink's got the bad haircut. Bad. That's haircut. how you tell us Consistently. apart. It's either too long and shabby, or now it's it's cutting and just. It's, you're ready for the military. I'm ready for Harbaugh's comments about high and tight. It's a little high and tight. Oh, no, 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 no. Different type of high and tight. It's a different type. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of short. Anyway, uh, make sure you, you, you give us a shout. And uh, if you don't have passes for practice out here at the Under Armour Performance Center, make sure you get your pass for the stadium practice mm-hmm. at MT Bank Stadium, which is on July 27th. July 27th. Thank you, Gary. You've said it in Final Drive enough. You've exactly. Got it, you've got it memorized. 6 p.m. Fireworks show after. Bring the whole family out. It really is fun. It's free. <laughs> it, it's it's a good time. It's what it like. It's one of my favorite days of training camp because yeah. it like has a little bit of a feel of a preseason game. There's just a lot of excitement around. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a good time. It's a really good night. So, but hold on before we go because you sound like you're wrapping it up. I was starting to wrap. No, it up. yeah, yeah. You're going down that path. You're going down that path. <laughs> you saw where that train was going. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one of the best things about training camp is just there's so many stories that come out of it because you got basically yeah. nothing but time to kill as you're watching practice for three yeah. hours in the blazing sun. I know that you oh, got something. I just thought of another one, too. I have two. Okay. <laughs> okay. You, you got to pick one. I'm sorry. No. One short. <laughs> one short. Okay. I don't, actually, I don't actually have a good one, so you can maybe take up one of mine. Okay. All right. Uh, so one of my stories is from my first year in 2009, uh, and I was an intern. I was maybe a week or two on the job, right? And we get word that Snoop Dogg has <laughs> arrived at practice. And I'm at the Under Armour Performance Center. Practice was out at Westminster ah. at McDaniel. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I got to go. Right. Right. So, like, I'm, like, asking my boss, like, anything. Hey, anything I can do, man. I, I want to support the crew out there. You know, I'm, I'm re- willing and able. I'm ready to go. You right. know, send me out there. And so, finally, they're like, all right, you know, we need the, f- the photographer's cards. Right, that they shot pictures on today. I'm like, I'm on it. I was out the door before they finished the sentence. Right? <laughs> I am hauling, hauling to McDaniel College. I'm saying, I'm lucky there weren't any cops along the way. I would have been <laughs> in the pokey. Um, and so I get there. 
just left. Just <laughs> left. Everybody high-fiving each other. Oh, man, Snoop Dogg was awesome. Took pictures with anybody who asked, man. <laughs> Coolest guy. So everybody comes back to work the next day. They all on their Facebook profile. Everybody's pictures them with Snoop. And I'm just like, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. He even had a little – Snoop's so cool. It was a bright, sunny day. He had a little butler guy standing next to him in a full suit. Holding an umbrella, <laughs> so, so that Snoop can you stay know, in the shade you know you made at it, all right. times. So yeah, that was a rough. One. My other one, real quick, favorite moment, also from McDaniel up in Westminster, was when a reporter who I shall leave nameless uh, got booted out of the cafeteria because he was taking oh, oh steaks. Gosh. He was taking steaks. So, you know, after the, <laughs> after the players would eat in the cafeteria, they'd let the reporters come in, those mangy mutts. They'd let, they'd let us come in and just kind of like vultures just pick at the scraps. Oh, yeah, but yeah. This, this, this one guy, he took a step too far. He walked out. I swear he must have five or six <laughs> T-bones. <laughs> He's bringing freezer bags. Oh, my God. And, and the word spread that he was doing this he kept doing it and eventually got the <laughs> I heard about this Ryan he's just out in people on hey, the hey, I, nameless nameless yeah like okay right alright <laughs> okay. Cliff what you got only thing I can come up with is last year uh, at this time I was still working in Indianapolis yeah doing training camp and got the call from the Ravens about coming to work for them so mm-hmm. it happened to be the time when they were having joint practice with the Colts <laughs> So this was not a on, coincidence. On Thursday, I worked at my last day covering the Colts for the Indianapolis Star, <laughs> and then Friday I just walked to the opposite sideline <laughs> and started covering the Ravens for BaltimoreRavens.com. <laughs> and it was a little weird that first day with the guys from the Colts. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. Uh-huh. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I got traded. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a weird way to start, but. Uh, that's yeah, it was, it's, a, it's a nice memory. I'll never forget. Yep. Well, those practices were a little dicey, if you remember, Cliff. First of all, it poured rain one day, and then the yep. second day, it was a melee. Right. It was a little dicey right. out there. Right. Um, I don't got a great training camp story, but I do have a similar, basically your whole experience with Snoop Dogg. Same thing happened. Remember when Muhammad Ali was out here? Yeah. And it was on a weekend and didn't come out here, and then everyone was like, hey. He was close to the media, that practice. Every, and then it finds out, come to find out, they were like, oh, yeah, anyone could have came out here on the weekend. Yeah. Missed out on Muhammad Ali. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like, I think Jack Harbaugh's still, like, his favorite memory of his uh, life. Yeah. I think he says. Yeah. Something like that. Crazy. So, yeah. So, if there's any, if Snoop Dogg, Ali, any of them were coming to practice, we better be kept in the loop. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be this there, year. man. All right. We're not missing it. Uh-huh. Exactly. But, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back with you next week. And, as always, you can email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. See you next week. 